Hi, I'm Jane, and welcome back to another fun episode of Janeify. This episode today is about Carmen San Diego, and I'm sorry, not the old-fashioned version, the Netflix version. You know what I'm talking about? Look it up. Anyway, I'm gonna wait for you to watch all three seasons and or be okay with spoilers because this episode is gonna be full of spoilers. We'll be talking about a lot of stuff, and I don't really want to poke around details. Because I want to talk freely, so I'm going to wait. Okay, you watched all three seasons or okay with spoilers? Let's continue. Alright, I'm going to make this fast. <laughs> because, yes, it's 7.44pm and I want to go to bed. And I still want to get this podcast episode done today. So, let's do this. Up first is that... Is that... It started for me today, if you want to know. Yeah, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, you don't. Name the age or that is a part of my life, and red's the prominent color of the show, so I think the universe noticed and is like, you know, we're going to make this girl's life more harsh because we know she's doing a podcast about a show where the main color is red. We're going to make it start for her today. Let's, let's do that because I feel like that's the best thing for this girl because her life isn't bad enough. Let's just kick him in cheese now. Yeah, if you don't want to talk about it, you do, and if you don't, you don't. Let's just keep it. Okay, I just wanted to mention that because I thought that was a funny coincidence. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Songs. The songs for the show are to die for. Well, this show doesn't really have a lot of songs per se. It's not like most shows I watch of the shows. Like most shows I watch up my little pony friendship is magic, but they're littered with songs. But there's two, and both of them are really good in their own right. One song is the intro, and it's really good. Intros are overrated these days. Like skip intro buttons everywhere. See, skip intro, skip intro, skip intro, skip intro. But if you don't listen to the intro at least once. You're putting all the hard work they put into making that intro to shame. And I'm like, okay, there's, they make the buttons so the caves are using it, but I actually like listening to the intro sometimes because it, it's good to just take a minute to appreciate that music they made for that show. And most of the time, it's actually a bop. And Carmen Sandiego's intro is a really good one. I can just hear it in my head right now. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, sorry if my voice isn't good, but yeah, that's basically the tune of the intro. And the other song is in the Steel or Not the Steel interactive in Netflix. It's not actually from the show itself. I think there's only one song in the show, and that's the intro, so that's sad. But they did use the old-fashioned Cardiaco song and make a fun clip video as a surprise at the end of the interactive as a bonus. So that's great. It's the cartoon characters that I know singing the old song that old fans come in San Diego would be like, Aw, I remember that. It's a great tie-in where both shows can find a middle ground. It's Beautiful. I just love it when the old and the new can work in harmony like that. It's perfect. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? It's so catchy. 
You don't even think about it. It's so good. It's literally a bop. So, you could go on YouTube and find both the intro and the bonus thing from Steal or Not the Steal on YouTube. I checked. So, you can do that. If you don't want, if you don't have Netflix and you do YouTube, you can look it up there and find it there. Because Carmen San Diego is amazing. It's to die for. The show, the songs, all of it, it's good. That's why I'm doing a whole podcast episode. In fact, I just deleted a recording. It turned out to be 33 minutes long, so I'm starting over now because I want it to be shorter. And I'm going to try to not to ramble on so much, and I did get interrupted. So, yeah, I get interrupted multiple times, so this time, hope me luck, I can get it done. Wish me luck. Anyway, now let's talk about the songs. I want to talk about Vile. If you're hoping I was going to talk about Carmen Sandiego, you'd be wrong. I'm more going to be talking about Vile today, because I'm not really interested in the whole Carmen side of the show. I'm more entranced by the whole Vile side of the show. And I think that's the cool thing about the show. There's two sides. You could either be a Carmen fan and talk 247365 about Carmen, player, Zach Ivy, Shadow Sun. Yeah. That side of the show. Or you could be the whole vile side, talk about Brunt, Maelstrom, Cleo, Bellum, Shadow Sun at one point. Yes, it's the best thing ever. Because you could actually choose what side you want to really be more thinking about. You know, be more of a fan of. Because there's two sides, and you could technically choose. For me, I have to choose Vile, only because this is like the bad guy group. They're all really dumb. And they're not the cliche Disney villain of the same Maelstrom is, but literally everyone else is not. It's brilliant and when I get to my backstory because I'm going to talk about that because I made one up because of course I did I want to talk to you about that later but for now I want to talk about the names of Vile and about each different character and I'm sorry we talked about Vile all episode but I'm not really into the Carmen side of things I mean I am fiction wise show wise but I don't really want to think about it you know I do like players and Carmen's relationship and crackers of Carmen's relationship, stuff like that, but the show itself, I'm not really going to think about it and talk about it, you know? But file, yes, I go out all out on it. Anyway, so there's two names for file. If you go into Vile Academy, they'll tell you a lie, that the acronym Vile stands for Valuable Imports Luxious Exports. But then, when you graduate, and you're now part of the team, they tell you the real name. The Villain International League of Evil. Yes, you have to say it like that. And, I think it's interesting that they have those two names, because... It's brilliant. If you're going to bring your kids, you need to know that they're going to be on your side, 24-7-365. So make up a fake name of how the world sees you. But then, once they get in and they say that, yes, this is what I want, 
I'm here for you. You have my allegiance, my support, my loyalty. Then you can tell me one night. It's perfect. They may be a little bit stupid and dumb in the noggin sometimes, but that was actually a smart power move. And to be an island in the middle of nowhere, that's smart. I mean, who's going to notice that? <laughs> well, not people. I mean, we know it took Acme a while, and they were on the constant outlook. So, love it. Anyway, now I'm going to talk about what I like about each member. The first member I'm going to talk about is Sprung. She's boisterous, brutal, and blunt. And she's the mama bear of the group. This means she cares for Black Sheep, which we all know is Carmen. That's just her codename. And she cares for her way more than she should at this point. Like, I think she was the most excited of all of the faculty to have Carmen around when she first arrived as a baby. I think... It was the mother inside her that never really got to, you know, go out of her that she could just pour all her love on their baby now and this could be a good thing. Raise her to be a bad guy and her little lambkins. It was kind of a dream for her. She wouldn't admit it out loud, but everyone knows she liked having lambkins around. That's what she would nickname her, by the way. She nicknamed her lambkins. Isn't that cute? Anyway. Don't be fooled by your soft exterior because her exterior, her exterior is so much worse. She could punch, kick, she could fight really well. So don't let her insides fool ya. She's. She could be bad if she wants to be. She could be vile. Moving on to Maelstrom, he's sinister, psychotic, and malevolent. I think he's the most cliche Disney villain of the group. He's the one who's the real brains behind the group. He's the one who knows the history, he has it all memorized, and he's the type of person who would do anything evil. I feel like even if he had to, he could kill off someone. Like that's the type of person he is. He wants to get the job done, he's the most evil of the group. Like, if there was a scone, you know, who's the most evil, I think Maelstrom would win every single time. Because he's just like that. Even as to look. And also, I know that this isn't Carmen related, but I think Maelstrom and Abake from Big Hero 6, I think that's what the guy who looks like Maelstrom is called. Yeah, um, almost I'm just there, it's called Abake. Anyway, I think Maelstrom and Abake have a lot in common because A, they both have zero empathy for others besides their own, you know, inside group. And B, they just look the same. I mean, just look at them side by side. Honestly, tell me they're not similar. Okay, up next is Cleo. Countess Cleo. She is the she is the sophisticated Surfatine and spoiled. She likes everything fashion. And she loves crown jewels and dresses. That's the very thing she likes to get from heists. And she loves being perfectly evil. I don't know what to say about Comtus Cleo, so I'm just going to move on to Dr. Cerebellum. Bellum 
is scientific, inventive, and scattered. She is the techno girl of the group. She can put her mind to something and she can basically build it. She put her race with my machine and then while going off on a trip to her lab in Iceland or Greenland, I can't remember which, they're both lens. I think it was Iceland. She built this league of robots, which Carbon had a hard time defeating, but she always came out on top. So, she did do that once, and it took her a certain amount of time, and Cleo kept nagging her about the fact that she's just in that base with all her toys. I kind of laugh at that, that they called the her stuff toys. I mean, they technically are, but toys is just the word describe things kids play with. And to be honest, she is playing with their adventures, so I can sort of see how Cleo would think that her adventures are toys. I just think it's funny that they would nag each other, because that's the way how siblings act around each other. Like, I'm going to tease you, and that's rude, but it's also my way to say I love you indirectly. You know, though, when they tease each other just a little bit, then they get along, you know? It's just a fact of life, so... They're all teasing each other at points, so... They all like each other. They're all part of this one, International League of Evil. It's like this close-knit family. That's why I love them. <laughs> I just don't think... Carmen works the same way. I mean, everyone is close, but I don't think they'll ever be as close as Violet ever is. Anyway, so that's everyone. The next thing... I want to talk about is phones. Because of my backstory, I go to the school and I'm like, yes, I think I can actually get away with having a phone. Because I watched a clip today where Bello was, you know, introducing them to the, to Vile. At that point, they thought it was valuable import luxurious exports and import export company. And she clearly made it clear that there was to be no phones and broke one. So... Yeah. But also, what about this? In the show, several times, you see several Vile members take phones out of their pockets. They're all dark green and they all have the Vile logo on the back. So here's what I think happened. You know the world they're not allowed to have phones. Because they don't want each other texting each other because Deca lets the outside world know about them. But I think the special green Vile style of phone, which we see all the bad guys using almost too frequently is a special type of phone that Bella made. Because I think Bella was like, we should have phones, because if one is an operative sender, we need a way to, you know, still keep in touch. And phones are a great invention that the humans out there made for us. So it's like, I'm going to add a few tricks on it so that the things they're worried about won't happen and we can still have a way to reach our operatives. They all agreed, and Bella went in her lab, not the one in the sun, but the one here at the base, and she made Vile style phone, she made it the exquisite style dark green and with the logo V on the back. Everyone loved it, I've been using it since. And I think I'll be allowed to carry one of those bad boys during the day. Because everyone knows that <laughs> I would have one. And yes, yeah, so the backstory, I'm Team Vile, so yes, I'll go to school there. So yes, I will have a phone because I'm just going to put up the argument that. Why not just use a Vile Green one? Won't use it for anything more than, you know, having it. Just, you know, the suspension to keep in touch if you go in heist. So they give me a phone. 
And sometimes I could use it to reach YouTube and TikTok if that stuff exists in that world, which I hope he does. You know, off and rip off names. Because sure something with a different name of the exact same thing exists in that show on those phones. Because you can only assume. And I'd be on there watching videos and, you know, TikTok videos all the time because I'll be using a vile phone, no one really see me, I'll just be on there using the platform itself. When I see that I subscribe to their channels, all they see is Jane with no information. If the account that can't search me up and won't lead me to them anywhere, and so it's not. So if you're the only person in school with a freaking phone and everyone is gonna look at me weird. They try to break it, but it's virtually indestructible because, well, I have a really good phone case and Bella made sure it's indestructible. And even if they did break it, Bella could just give me a new one for my backup information in the cloud. So, you know, I always have a phone. Anyway, let's move on. The next thing I want to talk about is my backstory. Because I made a whole backstory for myself because it's a lot of fun for me to see where I would fit in in all these different universes. I've done this with every TV show. But I want to talk to you about my Vaiwan because it's a genius. Here we go. <clears throat> Both marries Carmen's mother a lot sooner so they have two kids. I'm born first because I want to be the oldest and then Carmen's born second and she's the youngest. And then the day of the fire comes eventually and... The father has to make the hard decision to leave his wonderful babies behind. And Cheryl's son finds not one baby, but two babies that night with the fire. And he's not sure what to do because sure he could bring one baby back and have an explanation, but two? But he's not the type of person to leave a baby to die in the fire. I don't think he could live with that in his conscience. So you know, we let a good young baby who did nothing wrong, who was innocent, and did nothing but exist her life to just die in a fire. So he grabs both of us, takes the earpiece, which the cleaners are waiting, and he said he'll explain to the cleaners once he's back at the vile faculty. So once he's there at the table, he puts both of us down, and he's like, there were two of them there, I didn't know what to do, I could have one to die, because they haven't done anything wrong, so what do you want me to do? So the vile faculty just sits there, and they have the exact same conversation, and Carbon grabs the wallet and keys and stuff, and they will mark how she's gonna be wonderfully vile one day. And me, I'm just sitting there with white big eyes. So they obviously have a favorite. They'll vote for Carbon to stay, and they'll agree on that, because they could easily take her from baby, but me, I'm just laying there, I mean, sitting there with wide big eyes. And Bella is the one that finds me in the, you know, finds me the most interesting and Bella doesn't want one of the babies to be hurt and so doesn't Brunt. Cleo cares but Maelstrom doesn't because A he's a, a girl which means he doesn't have that mother caring thing you know so he's just like we don't need to have two babies but Bella who just sees the curiosity in my eyes and the interest to learn spark in my eyes is like I could take care of her should be my responsibility and then all the other other girls in the group are like yes yay when they take the vote because it'll mean that they could have two extra girls running around the faculty base 
It bumped us to make a certain remark that says, This baby might be looked now, but I have a feeling that the one in the curious eyes is going to turn out better. A lot of interviews says that with normal human child. With human child, and that's what these are anyway. They came from normal human parents, or at least on one side of the family. And so they all agreed. They didn't agree on that, but they all agreed to have both of us at the faculty that grunted at Bellum's remark. And years of life grew up, and I went to school with Carmen around the same time she enrolled. And, well, not the same time. I would do it sooner than her, so I was always a year ahead, and that's what Carmen hated. And I was always focusing my grades at her to see how good they were and how better they were that I was going to graduate her first, but then eventually I get out of the field that Carmen does. She finds out about it and she runs away and try to get her back, but a complete fail, and there's that. So the difference between me and Carmen as sisters is that she runs away and I don't. So in Violet's eyes, I'm the better daughter, and in that way, Bellum's remark was true. I'm better than Lapkins, and that hurts Brunt and everyone else, and Melstrom just has to sit there in his chair and try not to pester them the fact that he knew that having babies at the base were a bad thing. Well, he said for back sheep. Me? I haven't really done anything wrong. I mean, I'm running out to be perfectly good well. I'm like a razor off the chart. So, yay. At least you have one good daughter back. And I told him I'll never leave. Because you're my family. No one else will be. Carmen said that, and I'm sure she didn't mean it at the time, but me, I mean it. I mean it. So they have me around to love and adore. To absolutely love. Of course, eventually, there's the TV show within the TV show. And that's how I get all the information to try the rope coming back in. If you don't want to talk about then look at the Garfield show on Netflix. Because there's this episode in the Garfield show, I think it's season one, where he watches his TV show within the show of his, which we're watching. And that's how he knows how he can make everything happen in the reality of his show by watching his show. So that's what kind of happens in this world. It's like the show we're watching would be me, but I'm watching the show with me in it. You know, so I can see what's going to happen and I can write files on each character and I can make them take an oath to not kill anyone off of the information I give them, and once they agree, I'll give them the file envelopes, and when bam, boom, Common will be real dead, but, and everyone else will be too, because they have all that information from me. Yay. And everyone's like, Jade, we love you. Thank you for not running off like back sheep. You're welcome. And my cool name, I don't have it yet. If I do go to the world, I'll be assigned one. Brent said that herself in the... Same clip where she said the name of the company in the comments back story in episode one and two. She said that. So, yeah, I'll be assigned one because right now I'm singer bringer. I know it isn't good, but I want something that rhymes and I want to be a siren. Like, that'll be my skill because everyone has a skill. And mine will be a siren because I can sing really well. I can get whatever they want by singing because I can hypnotize people. It's not, it might not be that good of a skill, but with the extra knowledge you have in watching this show, I'll be pretty good. I'll make up for that. So, if you have a name that could be good for a siren that rhymes, then singer bringer, then hook me up. Anyway, that's pretty much what I want to say because, yeah, I grew up, Carmen comes to me and we, TV show, the TV show. So, yeah. 
that wraps it up for that part of my backstory. And the last part I want to talk about is the horrible ending plus no new season, which drives me bonkers. Because at the end of the show, the third season, we were going to finally find out who Carmen Sandiego's mother is. And it's kind of a big deal because since episode one, she didn't really know her parents. It was a thing. Then season two was a thing. But then season three really went into detail. And she looked for her mother everywhere because she knew that her father was wolf and that she's half vile. But then she's also half civilian because of her mother. Anyway. And we do know that her father was planning to defect off vile like Cohen was about to. And that shows someone's always on her side with that, which is amazing. And we get to see her mother in the last two seconds of the show, but from a back view. Like, we see her back in the outline of her, but that's it. And a search on Google, is there going to be a season four or clips or something, anything? Because as long as viewers get something to answer all the questions, they're happy. Because I'm a big Girl 6 fan, and a short, you know, series came out. And they're really sure, like, they're not that long each. But it was enough to satisfy the fans, you know? They're never going to get a sequel, but, you know, just having on something to answer those questions is nice. What not really questions for Big Girl 6 or no questions in the same sense, but just having something new to satisfy them is great. So I'm just like, it doesn't have to be big. Like, it doesn't have to be a big movie or an extra big season. It just has to be, you know, an answer. It's like we a series of short clips for I care, you know, shorts that answers the question. And it could be lower in quality animation if you want it to be. As long as they get our answer. You know? But Google said nothing was coming and I just gonna have to live with it. Just gonna be no more Carmen San Diego. It hurts. We just gonna have to, you know, come up with answers ourselves. Of who Carmen San Diego's mother is. Because we'll never know. I mean, we'll, it'll never be canon because. It'll never be said. I'll bite them directly, so. We're just gonna live with that. It's almost as bad on the same scale as Sophia the First. Because if you don't know, the show ended literally with Sophia's family finding out about her secret. I'm not gonna really talk about it because today we're not really talking about Sophia, but. I just wanted to say it was the same problem because it was this big deal. Like it was finally going to happen. And we were going to see their reactions on their faces to Sophia keeping them this big of a secret. And they were about to go into the throne to talk about it. And the show ended. And I looked it up. They're not planning on making any more shows. The show is canceled. It'll never be canon. We'll never see that. And I'm just like, how dare you? If you're going to give us this, then you might as well finish it for us, right? They don't really have to because he was the entity and they're the ones that are making it, but it's just to make us a little bit upset, you know? I want something. I I want the answers, you know? So I guess I just have to make it myself. For me, I like to pretend that Carmen's mother is the sweet person who hates Vile just as bad as Carmen and loves her father and misses him dearly and was glad that He's leaving Vile, and she's like going to be like reveal that she's half Vile, so kind of technically completely Vile and only half citizen because she was on Vile at one point, and that's how they met. But then they both wanted to violate off. She did it for the family was men, and they both promised, and then he was going to bend and go off after, but he died. 
so it could be the whole that thing, and then Khan could talk about her adventures with her, and they could catch up, and she could be the sweet person. Because we know, for a fact, canon, that she opened an orphanage. So that's the type of person she is. So we know a little bit of information, but we would never really understand what she looks like. And more stuff like that. For Sophia, I like to believe that they're all just shotting at the table and yelling at her, but then Antilly is there to support her. And everything she did in life, it just all makes sense in the one moment. You know, we can only hypothesize. You can only imagine that shows aren't going to give it to us directly. I guess the reason they'll give it to us directly is because they don't want all the answers to be answered. Because that's where fan fictions come in. We could write about it. We could dream. We can, you know, sort of imagine what we want it to be. It's all up to us. The ending is up to us. And I think that's kind of kind of them. You can look at it at the hate wall and what the answer, or you can look at it, well, it's our chance to come up with the wonderful endings that we want. You can look at it both ways. Which I think is wonderful. Anyways, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Thank you for listening to this almost half hour long episode. Like I said before, the other one which I deleted was 33 minutes long. Shorter, but not by much. When there's a lot you want to say about one of your favorite TV shows, you can't really fix that. If you're still here listening, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me. I do this because I want to talk about my favorite, you know, cartoon stuff and what happens in real life and talking to myself is something I'm really good at because that's just who I am. People say talking to yourself is weird, but I just find it soothing. In a podcast, is where you can talk to people out there have a purpose for talking to yourself and about your favorite things. So that's why I started this podcast. Well, thank you for listening, listeners. Here's the part where I say this is what I'm doing next time, but I honestly have no idea. So, when you see a new episode, you see a new episode. And again, thank you for listening. Until next time, podcast listeners, Jane out.